Now it came about in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, the son of Elishama, of the royal family and one of the chief officers of the king, along with ten men, came to Mizpah to Gedaliah, the son of Achim. While they were eating bread together there in Mizpah, Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah, and the ten men who were with him arose and struck down Gedaliah, the son of Aachim, the son of Shaphan, with the sword, and put to death the one whom the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. And three. Ishmael also struck down all the Jews that were with him, that is, with Gedaliah at Mizpah, and the Chaldeans who were found there, the men of war. Okay, well, it was true, after all. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get warnings we don't believe, but they're really true. Gedaliah should have believed it. Because... They're all eating together. This was a horrible breach of etiquette. You know, to accept someone's hospitality and then kill them. <laughs> but that's what happens. You know, they're eating bread there in Mizpah, and Ishmael, and he's got ten guys with him. Doesn't seem like an overwhelming strike force, but he's got Ishmael and ten. Strike down, get a lie, and kill him. And they not only kill him, but the Jews that are with him, and Babylonians. I assume that there are some Babylonian soldiers, perhaps they got some kind of Babylonian presence there in the land. They're killed too. I think that you would expect Babylonian reprisals just for killing the Jewish governor they appointed, but more so yet, if you kill the Babylonian soldiers that are, you know, kind of, um, I guess, um, watching over the land, there's probably a better term for it than that, but, uh, um, you know, so, so you would expect Babylon's not going to take this city down, but, uh, but at any rate, you know, Gedaliah is murdered by Ishmael and the ten men. Comments and questions? Sir? So it says that Ishmael was of the royal line? Yes. So... Should he have, depending on his age, should he have also been taken in one of the prior deportations? They didn't necessarily take all of the royalty. Okay. Uh, it, it, that's kind of interesting that he he had a, a claim to the throne, in a sense, um, if he was of the royal line. And he wasn't taken, and maybe he was, you know, ran away to Ammon, Instead of could be, so. yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Maybe that he wants to be king. You know, I, I don't know. Other thoughts? Four to ten. The day after Gedaliah's assassination, before anyone knew about it, 80 men who had shaved off their beards, torn their clothes, and cut themselves came from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, bringing grain offerings and incense with them to the house of the Lord. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, went out from Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he went. When he met them, he said, Come to Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. When they went into the city, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the men who were with him, slaughtered them and threw them into a cistern. But ten of them said to Ishmael, Don't kill us. We have wheat and barley, olive oil and honey hidden in a field. So he let them alone and did not kill them with the others. Now the cistern where he threw all the bodies of the men he had killed along with Gedaliah was the one King Asa had made as part of his defense against Baasha, king of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with the dead. Ishmael made captives of the rest of the people who were in Mizpah, the king's daughters along with all the others who were left there, over whom Nebuzaradan, commander of the imperial guard, had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. 
Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, took the captive, took them captive, and set out to cross over to the Ammonites. Quite a story here, don't you think? So the next day, after Ishmael killed Gedaliah, nobody realizes it yet. And there are these 80 men who've come from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, grieving with grain offering and incense to bring to the house of the Lord. Now, I'm assuming their grief means they did know Jerusalem and the temple had been destroyed, but they're still bringing their offerings. I don't know how that worked. I'm assuming maybe they tried to offer some kind of offerings at the temple site. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, but, but their grief seems to me to indicate they knew the temple was destroyed, but they still have, you know, offerings to bring to the house of the Lord. So I'm guessing, you know, they do some kind of a sacrifice, you know, on site that is still used for worship. I, I don't know for sure. Ishmael comes, and Ishmael is weeping. I, I'm assuming Ishmael is, uh, you know, pretending, he's, he's, he's acting as if he is also grieving with them over Jerusalem's destruction. And he says, come and see Gedaliah with me. They don't know that he has assassinated Gedaliah already. Um, And as soon as they come inside the city, Ishmael and his men kill them all and throw them into a sister. So, wow. This is is, uh, treacherous, you know. He's... uh, very, uh, he double crosses them. He, he says, come see Gedaliah, when he really meant come and get killed. And uh, their bodies are thrown into the cistern. Uh, so this is kind of uh, just almost a reckless brutality. You know, he's got this, you know, thing against his people. And he's slaughtering them wholesale. However, they weren't all killed. There were 80 men. How many were spared? 10 men. Why were the 10 men spared? They had food. Yeah, they said, don't kill us. We'll show you where we've got food hidden. Now, the fact that Ishmael didn't kill them so he could get the food shows you what? He's hungry. He's hungry. Likes to eat. And shows you what? The famine's still going on? Maybe so. And shows you that, you know, if you had some you know, vestige of hope that Ishmael is somehow acting on some perversion of a good principle here. He's not. <laughs> you know, he's just out for himself because he spares them just to get food. So, this is not principle. These guys can save their lives by telling them hidden wealth. Uh, they negotiate uh, to live appealing to Ishmael's appetite. There's nothing good I know about Ishmael. <laughs> you know, it looks to me like he is just... Um, bloodthirsty rebel. And uh, so, that's, wow, that's bad. The Mishmael's on this uh, rampage here, kills Gedaliah the governor, kills Jews with him, kills the Babylonian soldiers, now kills 70 out of the 80 that have come down to worship. Yes, Do we know how many people, because it said, did he only kill the Jews that were with I think so. Yes. Yes, I think so. Yeah. All the others in Mizpah were fine. Certainly, there are plenty of others because we'll see them in the next section. So, yes. And he put them all in the cistern. Yeah, he put the dead bodies in the cistern. Is what I understand. Big cistern. Yeah. 
Plus everyone he killed with Gedaliah, right? Because it said he put him where he put Gedaliah. Where he, he threw all the bodies of the men he had killed along with Gedaliah. Or maybe he just put Gedaliah with him. Okay, which what verse? Nine. You, okay, yeah. So then he kind of did show take them to Gedaliah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, I mean. <laughs> okay. Big sister. Maybe he doesn't smell too well at the moment. Other thoughts? Comments? Sounds like a demolition. It does a little bit. Yeah, he's vicious and just kills anybody who gets in his way. I'll tell you who else it sounds to me a little bit like. Anybody? Maybe it doesn't to you, but it does to me quite a bit. Like another Old Testament king. Who? Yeah, Jehu. Yeah. Go back and think about Jehu's story sometime. It sounds several parallels to Jehu as well. Other thoughts? Um, Right. I would have thought Absalom forming a coup against David. Yeah, that too. Even slaughtering like all his sons. I think it was. No, he only slaughtered Abba. Oh yeah, there was some guy who formed a coup and like killed a whole bunch of people at a meal. Was that Jehu? At a meal. I think so. I Not at a meal. Is there somebody who killed him at a meal? I don't know. Not at a. Well, they gathered together. They yeah, gathered. And, and they got all the heads together. He had him kill him and bring the heads. That was Jehu killing uh, Ahab's the seven, sons. The seventy sons, and, right? Who were the seven and seventy sons and grandsons? Who were the seventy donkeys? Is that the right guy? No. That was in the judges. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he he, he called the seventy heads of the seventy sons to dinner to kill them. Yeah, something like that. You know, he knew how to get a head in life. So. <laughs> That wasn't good. Ethan enjoyed it anyway. Thank you. Other thoughts? Alright, 11 to 18. Do not fear the king of Babylon. Mm, Chapter 41, verse 11. Uh, But when Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the leaders of the forces with him heard all the evil of Ishmael, the son of Nathanahai, and had done. They took all their men and went to fight against Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah. They came upon at the great pool of at, uh, that is uh, in Gibeon. And when all the people who were in Ishmael saw Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the leaders of the forces with him, they rejoiced. So all the people who were whom Ishmael had carried away captive from Mizpah turned around and came back and went to Johanan the son of Korea. But Ishmael the son of Nathaniah escaped from Johanan about with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Then Johanan the son of Korea and all the leaders of the forces with him took from Mizpah all the rest of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, the son of Nethaniah. 
after he had struck down Gedaliah, the son of Anakim. The soldiers, women, children, eunuchs with whom Johanan had brought from Gideon. And they went and stayed at Geruth, Chimham, near Bethlehem, intending to go to Egypt because of the Chaldeans. For they were afraid of them, because Ishmael, the son of Nathaniah, had struck down Gedaliah, the son of Anakim, whom the king of Babylon had made governor over the land. Now we had seen in verse 10 that Ishmael, after he'd slaughtered all these people, took captive various people and went toward crossing over the Jordan, I assume, to the the Ammonites. So... I guess he was in cahoots with the king of Ammon. And so he's taking these captives and heading in that direction. Johanan finds out about the bloodbath, and he takes all the men to go catch up to Ishmael and fight against him. So uh, when Johanan and the commanders uh, see Ishmael, you've got these captives that Ishmael is taking. But the captives, once they see Johanan and his men, turn and join Johanan in fighting against Ishmael. And so Johanan manages to rescue these captives. Ishmael manages to escape with eight men. How many did he have originally? Ten. Ten. So he's lost a couple. That's not bad, considering all he's done. And he goes on to, uh, to the sons of Ammon. So uh, Ishmael goes back to the Ammonites, Johanan gets these captives, plus all the Israelites that he's got with him. And now they've sort of got a problem. What are they worried about? The Babylonians are going to want revenge. Yeah, I mean, they're assuming that there will be serious Babylonian reprisals for the slaughter of the governor they appointed, plus Babylonian soldiers and whatever. And so, where are they headed toward? A very weedy place. Yes, Egypt. Uh, Thinking that maybe that will be safer. You know, that in Egypt they would be able to gain asylum. I mean, you're just imagining, as soon as Nebuchadnezzar gets word of this, (laughs) the army will be out to return and just go ahead and wipe them out. You know, that's what you'd assume. Nebuchadnezzar is not known for being just a really gracious, generous kind of a guy. And so they are on the road to Egypt, trying to escape from Jerusalem, you know, fearful of what may happen if they stay around there. Comments and thoughts? Forty-two verses one to six. 